baseball. It is Wednesday hump day here. Just fresh off of getting a chance to get the coverage of Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide from the Hyatt Regency, Winfrey Hotel, and Hoover SEC Media Days. You're rocking and rolling with the best in the land. Yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. In my own words, yours, uh, in my own words, we're bringing you the show from the magic city of Birmingham, streaming this to you on YouTube. Speaking of a channel, go ahead right now, drop a thumbs up, give a like on the show, hit that subscribe button, turn all of those notifications on, hit that bell so that way you can have all the news, notes, information, and coverage on your favorite program. That being the Crimson Tide, so happy to have everybody checking us out on the show today. We also got you covered on Facebook and Twitter as well, all forms of social media streaming to you the show. No excuse whatsoever for you not to be locked into the number one ticket when we talk your Crimson Tide. Got to shout out my man John Ivory in the building, handling this thing on the ones and twos in the production studio. Definitely want to hear from you guys today, the Bama fans, 205-448-1358. That's number to call in to let your voice be heard on the show, 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205 205- 448-1358. If you didn't get a chance to check out all that happened today where Alabama football is concerned for SEC Media Days, be sure to check out TouchdownAlabama.com. Do it right now. TouchdownAlabama.com. Patrick Dow, Justin Smith, yours truly. Articles galore on the site breaking down the action that was Media Days where the Crimson Tide is concerned. Also check out our own Reagan Yoakum who put a lot of incredible videos on our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. She did her thing with those videos. So if you have not gotten a chance to see or keep up with all the coverage involving SEC Media Days where Bama is concerned, check us out, touchdownalabama.com. Touchdown Alabama Magazine on Facebook at TD Alabama Mag on Twitter. Got you covered right there. But as always, Tide fans, that daily Super Chat goes $75. Daily Super Chat goes $75. Appreciate the love, the joy, the support that you guys have brought us on the show. And before we get into topic number one here at the conversation, John Ivory, got to shout out my man Aaron. So Aaron sent in awesome questions from Monday's Lock or Drop segment. He sent them in via YouTube. So shout out to Aaron helping us out here on the show on Monday with those Lock or Drop questions. But we jump into right now, topic number one of the conversation here on the show, and it goes to one Bryce Young. And uh, you know you are a superstar. You know you have star power when you're able to control what's going on in a major event, when you're able to control the whole conversation, you know you have star power, you know you are a big deal. And on, um, of course, on Tuesday, Nick Saban went to a media outlet and uh, basically, well, he, he stated how, you know, Bryce is getting an ungodly amount of money here in terms of the NIL name, image, likeness, endorsement partnerships. He is reaching near seven figures. So Bryce Young on that millionaire status, if you will, when you talk about 
these endorsements. He's on that second comma. You know, a lot of us, we don't know how to act when we get that first comma. Some of us ain't got no comma and still cutting up. So Bryce is on his second comma right now at 19 years of age. You know, millionaire status. And uh, when Saban said that, I mean, everybody was kind of freaking out, like, whoa, wow, wow, wow. We knew NIL was big, but we didn't think that Bryce would be accumulating this type of money or this type of marketing so fast and uh, and so quickly, for that matter. And Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin was just mind-boggled on Tuesday when he was directed the thought there on Bryce. You know, Lane was like, what? A million? Really? I mean, good for him, great for him. Happy to see the athletes getting paid. I mean, he doesn't even have to play us this year. He's already making his money. So we're already seeing, you know, Bryce, you know, have that that star power to be able to control, you know, two of the four days of his SEC football media event here in Hoover. But what's interesting here is, even though it's even though you know it's eye popping to see the impressive numbers that uh, Bryce has been pulling in due to the, uh, the NIL. Nick Saban is not allowing this to become a distraction. Coach Saban still keeping everybody at bay. He understands this is a very unprecedented situation. Something like this has never happened before. So you have to know the best way to go about it. And, of course, U.S. fans, you guys have made your points here on this show about how Saban will continue to make this kind of a teaching moment, a teaching mechanism, if you will. Get the players up on financial literacy. Get the players up on being able to know how to manage your money, how to manage your funds, how to invest your funds. So he will continue to make this a teachable moment for each and every player. But if if there's one coach that knows how to control the egos. If there's one coach that knows how to simmer down uh, the uh, the voices in the room uh, and not have the animosity and the dissension uh, and all of the crazy stuff happening in the locker room, that would be one Coach Saban. And he's already on that job making sure that uh, the NIL does not become a distraction, not only for Bryce Young, but for all the players in general. When you look at the main goal and keeping the main thing, the main thing, as Malachi Moore said, trying to repeat as national champions. That's what the Crimson Tide trying to do. But what's interesting here is, you know, John Mechie and Fidarian Mathis both spoke to reporters today. And um, both guys have talked about it. You know, this is not become this has not been a distraction for Bryce they both said we're proud of Bryce we're happy for Bryce we're supporting him and the NIL thing but both of these two Mathis and Mechie said we're more excited about Young's leadership on the field this season that's what's got us hyped that's what got us intrigued Mechie said in quote uh Bryce has uh on um, he has uh when he mentioned, he, in, in, term, in terms of Bryce, he has unlimited potential. He says Bryce has unending, unlimited potential. He has uh, really orchestrated the leadership role, or he has went about the leadership role really well at the quarterback position. But Arian Mathis saying the same thing. You know, really excited to see Bryce as a leader on the field in the upcoming season here for the Crimson Tide. So you're seeing the teammates – thinking or understanding that the name image likeness not being a distraction with Bryce, 
Nick Saban, head coach, mentioning how, yes, this is uncharted water, uncharted territory, but we're going to do what we need to do as a staff to make sure this doesn't become a distraction. But it's just really cool how not only has Bryce controlled the attention as far as the new situation in college football and compensating these athletes, but he's still controlling the attention in terms of his position at quarterback on the field of play. You look at, you know, Greg McElroy, former Alabama quarterback, now analyst by the SEC Network. You know, McElroy talked about, you know, Bryce is a stud. He's the real deal. He's a superstar player, superstar potential. He's way ahead of what he needs to be at and where he wants to be at at this point and being the Alabama quarterback. You know, McElroy winning a national championship in 2009. But you look at JT Daniels. Georgia's quarterback of whom was a big-time star at the prestigious modern-day high school in California prior to Bryce Young getting there. And Daniels, of whom so many national media outlets out there have said this is the best quarterback in the SEC, he has even came out and said, yeah, Bryce is a star. Bryce is a stud. Bryce is the real deal. Bryce is a special player. So Young, not just, you know, stopping people in traffic in terms of the NIL, but he's also stopping people in traffic in terms of his ability on the field as a quarterback and what he can potentially do here for the Crimson Tide. But despite all the cons, people like to look at the cons of NIL. I've even had conversations with family members that go, Stephen, college football's the only thing that's real. The NFL's not real. If so-and-so and so-and-so ain't signing a big check, they holding out a training camp. They're being a drama queen. They're being a diva. The NFL's a money ploy. Same thing with the NBA, man. If so-and-so ain't getting his contract, he act like he don't want to play. It's all about the money. College football, Stephen, is all that I watch because it's about the love of the game, the joy of the game, the passion of the game. It's just real. And if you pay these players, you're going to take the realness out of college football. You're going to take the main thing that we all enjoy away from the sport. And while I, for one, was I for one have been one for paying players, and I'm still holding to that sentiment of paying players, but I still understand the gist that you guys have as fans, the ones that are not for paying players. But I'm going to say this. As much as people look at this as a con, think of the biggest pro here. And I'm going to go and I'm going to throw this to head coach Nick Saban. Think about this as the biggest pro. I mean, uh, if you were an athlete at this point, would you rather go to the University of Timbuktu and hope to cash in on a couple of hundreds, or would you take your talents to Nick Saban at Alabama where you're getting the best coaching, you're getting all of the television exposure, you're getting the best experience, you're going to have a shot to play in the NFL, more than likely possibly as a first-round pick, you're going to have a chance to compete for national championships, more than likely win those championships. And on top of that, with name, image, likeness, you're going to a school that's going to give you the best brand, best marketing, best notoriety. You're going to have a chance to maximize everything and get on that Bryce Young Millie deal? What the heck are you going to go to? Of course you're going to Alabama. You're not going to go to Timbuktu. You're going to take your butt right down to Tuscaloosa and cash in on this opportunity. And I feel like this opens up another avenue for Coach Saban to show even more why he's the best in college football. I mean, he's already done enough with 
for championships, how he's been able to, to do on the recruiting trail year after year, and the players he's put in the NFL draft. And even though he loses coaches, he's able to bounce back with more coaches. But this right here, and even now he's starting to, you know, own that transfer portal. But this right here, name, image, likeness, and the players being able to get compensation, this is another door. This is another avenue for Coach Saban to dominate in in terms of on that recruiting trail because we know when you look at Alabama, they're going to get you the best marketing, the best brand. They're going to get your name out there consistently, and it's going to be able to help you maximize what you're trying to do as a player. But I just thought this was really Really crazy because I, I I was driving when I saw initially the Bryce Young NIL, you know, reaching near seven figures. I'm like, what the heck? I stopped my car in the middle of the road. Thank God I didn't crash into anybody. I stopped my car in the middle of the road because I wanted to see, was this real? Was this real, real? And the fact that Nick Saban came out there in the forefront, maybe Bryce Young gave him the green light to do it. But for Nick Saban to come out here in the forefront and state this, maybe this is Saban's way of letting it be known. This is not going to be a distraction. This is not going to be a hindrance. This is not going to be a big deal. For you as Tide fans, I probably cannot speak for all of you, but I maybe can speak for most of you. For most of you, it's as long as this does not deter Bama from winning a natty, I don't care how much money Bryce Young makes. <laughs> As long as this does not deter the Crimson Tide from winning a national championship and hoisting up that CFP trophy at the end of the year, then I really can give two cents about what Bryce Young brings in. As long as that Natty's in Tuscaloosa, that's all I care about. So that's where you know most of you would be concerned. But I thought it was interesting. Bryce Young, two days of the four of media days, he's controlled the entire event where NIL is concerned, where his potential, you know, on the field, dynamic quarterback is concerned, first-year starter this season. Uh, his teammates feel like this is not going to be a big deal. They love his leadership. They love his tenacity. They love what he's going to bring to this offensive huddle in the upcoming season. Definitely fun to watch. But when you control the atmosphere like Bryce Young controlled it this week, you know you got some serious star power in the game. Bryce Young has that. But we go to a break right here, folks, on the show. Don't touch that dial. Just getting started. Upon our return, we go to your phone calls, your thoughts, your tweets, your chats, your texts, your opinions. How are you feeling about all the Bryce Young NIL information, him on that millionaire status? We'll talk about it with you guys, the Bama Nation, after this. You're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith, brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace today by visiting weownthefourthquarter.com. Throw them foes up. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wake that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes.com. 
click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at Emily's Heirloom Poundcakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Poundcakes, making memories from scratch. We are back into the action here, folks, from the break of a number one form for Bama Football News on a Wednesday hump day. Getting you through the getting you through your week right here. Fresh off of the Alabama Crimson Tide edition of SEC Media Days, Hyatt Regency, Winfrey Hotel in Hoover. And before we go to the phone lines to take your calls, gotta gotta uh, get some super chats here shouted out. So how about Cody Tanner McGee one time? <laughs> Cody Tanner McGee, that ten dollar donation helping us out right there. And Jimmy Badman, Jimmy Cashman Clay, that twenty five. Dollar donation helping us out here on the show. Appreciating the love from Cody, Tanner McGee, and Jimmy Clay. As always, Bama fans, that daily Super Chat Go, $75. Daily Super Chat Go, $75. Appreciate the help coming from you guys. But we go to the phone lines to take your calls. Call statement brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. One more time, 205-448-1358 to give that thing a little ring-a-ding-ding. We go to my man Waylon for the first call. Waylon, what's going on, brother? Well, it's Wednesday. We had a good press conference today at 12 o'clock. That question you asked, Coach Saving you is looking good. I'm glad he didn't get bent out of shape. I think he's sort of getting like Coach Bryant there in his older years. He's sort of calming down there. You know, Coach Bryant was – he was sort of a hothead when he was young there, and Coach Saban was too. But everything's looking good. we got a lot to talk about today. The uh, Alabama and this NIL, and I tell you what, we don't know that's a sensitive subject. So we're going to have to just uh, – I mean, look over it. Uh, I don't really know. You know, delve into it and see how it's going to go this year and maybe next year there you know, there might be some changes or something. So we'll see how that goes. But we need to remember uh, Coach Mark Rick with his Parkinson's disease, even if he was a Georgia coach, we don't – you know, this disease has probably affected just about everyone on this show that we're it's listening or we're talking to. So we need to remember Mark Rick. We need to remember Coach Bobby Bowden at 91 said he had been diagnosed with a uh, disease. He said he was at peace. So that doesn't sound good. 377 wins, two national championships, 44 years. Uh, Coach Bowden loved it. I remember them being on the field there. I was there. Coach Saban, Joe Paterno, Coach Bowden standing together. You three classic coaches, you never forget that. All right, it's National Hot Dog Day. Everybody eat a, co- a hot dog for Coach Bryan. He is the owner in Ziegler's Meat, sir. Everybody eat you a hot dog tonight there. Still one of your kids' hot dogs. Sorry about that boring one. All right, I'm going to do this and get out of here. Remember Justin Riley on Tuesday night now, the Bama Standard at 6 p.m. Join us. We had a ball last night. We had a ball. Remember Justin. Listen here, people. Let's listen to this, and I'm going to get out of here. Create a society of peace with itself. Lay down the burden of hate and division, and we'll move forward. That's what we need to do. I love everybody on here. Blue Ridge Gang's looking good. Everybody stay safe. We'll meet again down the road. Bye-bye, everyone. Good job today, Stephen. Bye-bye. Appreciate the call they're coming from Wayland. Definitely going to get me a hot dog today. And, yes, you want, we, we definitely want to remember Mark Richt and head coach Bobby Bowden, well, former head coach Bobby Bowden as well. We take our next call in the queue. You're live on the show. What's going on? Roll Tide, Stephen. New Jack, what's happening? Uh, well, you know, i got a couple of things I want to say. Let me quickly just point out, you know, that I got a disease. I got diabetes. I've been sitting around eating fried chicken, not really moving my body, and I ended up with that disease. So y'all think of me. And then the next thing I wanted to say is um, 
about the NIL, I was trying to make this point on the CTS interview room last night. Uh, you know, you got 85 scholarship players. That's not just at Alabama, but I just want to focus on Alabama, for instance, because that's the show we're on. But there's way more than 85 businesses in Alabama and elsewhere that would love to give some money to an Alabama player just because they're fans. And, you know, whether it's Davis, Knopp, and Goldberg, or it's, you know, some other law firm, or whether it's Paul's Hot Dogs, or, you know, it's just somebody's gas station or car repair place. At the end of the year, when they're getting ready to do their books, they see some extra money that the IRS is fixing to just take for taxes. They want to do something. They want to paint the building. They want to get a company vehicle because they want to avoid tax consequences. And if they can now, in true booster style, just give it to the Brockermeyer twins for a couple of photo ops, I think you're going to see because it's only 85 players, I think you're going to see lots and lots of businesses that will want to use that name, image, and likeness of any player that they can afford. And there'll be, you know, benefits to offensive linemen. Of course, Bryce got that big cash app. But, you know, just like we were talking a couple of weeks ago about the players that could have uh, capitalized on their name, image, and likeness, you know, a star player, which could be Najee Harris or Tua Tungavailoa, they they had potential to make millions on the name, image, and likeness. But even the offensive lineman, even the long snapper, it, you know, could show up to a car dealership or the car dealership could call the long snapper and say, hey, we just want you on our billboard, and that could end up being thousands of dollars. So I think the NIL has way more potential than a lot of the pontificators like Feinbaum and et cetera. And on the show last night, you know, everybody's saying it's just going to be the quarterback. It's just going to be the skilled players. I don't think that. I think that uh, business you know, minded people who want to advertise and who are also Alabama fans. And, you know, there's bunches of them in California and New York city and everywhere they will pay and they will pay big to get that uh, product endorsed by one of those coveted Alabama players. And it's not just for Alabama. It will be true uh, at least for all the big teams. And that that's just what I want to say. I don't have to be right. I ain't going to call in a year and say, oh, I told you so, or two years and say, I told you so. I just understand the way business works. I understand the way taxes work. And there's going to be a lot of people looking to do something with that money other than to give it over to the IRS. And there's my point. And uh, I, I won't take up more time. Have a good show, Stephen. Appreciate that thought that coming from New Jack. I mean, I, I understand it. You're going you're gonna to have some, you're going to have offensive linemen get deals. You're going to have a lot of, uh, players here for the Crimson Tide benefit off NIL. Just off the top of my head right now, Tommy Brown, offensive lineman, just inked uh, a likeness deal with Ramajamas, no famous restaurant on campus. So there's going to be more Crimson Tide players to get those opportunities. It's just that 
we look at the quarterback position, that's kind of the face of the team, the face of the organization, the face of the whole deal. So quite naturally, they're going to get those more lucrative offers. They're going to get those big offers. They're going to get those eye-catching offers there. But definitely see your point there. Appreciate the call from New Jack. We grab another call right now. You're live on the show. What's going on? What's going on, Stephen M. Smith? It's your boy, Justin. How you doing tonight? Doing well, man. How you feeling? Feeling great, brother. Listen, I wanted to hear your full thoughts on this considering the, consider, uh, concerning the NIL. You know, a million dollars is a lot to throw at uh, college students. So at some point, do we consider possibly placing a cap on what these players can earn? That's a good question, Justin. And I know Nick Saban was was directed this today. He mentioned how unprecedented this is in terms of we've never had this before. So it's going to be a, a full working effort to monitor this and a full working effort to not try to make this a, a giant distraction. I, I, I think this year, Justin, is going to kind of be the trial and error year because everything needs a guinea pig. Everything needs kind of a test subject. So I think this is going to kind of be the trial and error year after this season. Then uh, I think there, there could be a situation where they can maybe try to cap the NIL, but I think this is going to more than likely be a trial and error year. Appreciate that call that come from our, come from Justin Riley helping us out here on the show talking NIL. It's, it's interesting, man. It's crazy. We got some super chats to get to right now. Folks, let's get into them. Jimmy Clay comes back with a $40 donation. Jimmy Badman Cash Clay added again in his bag. Then we go Waylon with that $9.99 helping us out here on the show. Appreciate our own Waylon. And we got Kevin Compton's back. We got Kevin Compton with that $24.99. That daily Super Chat goal of $75 has been met by you, the Crimson Tide faithful. Appreciate you guys for all that you do. And quick topic here before we go to break. And this is interesting. And I want to get your th- I want to get your guys' thoughts on this in the next call topic, but it's being reported, and this happened, John, shortly after I walked out of the uh, Winfrey Hotel to the studio or drove to the studio that for that matter. Oklahoma and Texas wanting to join the SEC. They want out of the Big Twelve, wanting to join the SEC. They want to get down with the gang. Oklahoma and Texas being reported today, wanting to join the SEC. Fans, how do you feel about this? Do you like this? Will it work? What would you really appreciate about it? Because, I mean, I mean, me, I, w- I would love it. And, and the reason why, I- of course, no, Bama Nation, you guys want to see Alabama take on Texas more. I mean, p- people got everything bigger in Texas, everything better in Texas. You-, you want to take on Texas more. You want to take on Oklahoma more. I feel like this would bring in not just a lot of revenue to the conference, but it would bring in a lot of matchups. It would bring in a lot of big games. You would bring in, you know, two quality coaches in a Lincoln Riley and Steve Sarkeesian, those Sarkeesians in his first year with Texas. This would be a pretty big deal if the SEC is able to bring in Texas and Oklahoma out of the Big 12. But we're going to get to – we're going to have your thoughts on this, fans, in the second call topic. But we take a break right now on the show. Upon our return, we get into one Henry Toto. We've heard from Bama fans. We've heard from Tennessee players that played with Toto for the Volunteers. But Nick Saban, Coach Saban, spoke about this young man today 
at Media Days, and we'll dive into Tooto and what he means for Alabama's defense after this. You know what we do at the start of the fourth quarter. We throw the foes up, but now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace at weownthefourthquarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth quarter dominance. Get your four-finger bling necklace right now at weownthefourthquarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. Back into the action here, folks. Number one form of conversation for your Crimson Tide. In my own words, on a Wednesday hump day, number one form. Talking your Bama football. Yours truly, Stephen M. Smith, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Fresh off of the SEC Media Days, day three of the event. Coach Saban and the Crimson Tide speaking this morning. Once again, if you haven't gotten a chance to check out that coverage, go to touchdownalabama.com. We got your coverage right there and all forms of social media as well. But back in here from the break. So, Henry Toto, topic of conversation. John, if you remember, I think this it was earlier this year. It was either January, February, March. I know I just threw three random months at you. Please don't kill me. But earlier this earlier this year, there was this rumor on social media about, you know, Tooto is coming to Bama. He going to come to Bama. He didn't put his name in the transfer portal. He tired of Tennessee. He coming to Alabama. He coming, he coming, he coming. And then, you know, other rumors started off, now nah, he going to Ohio State. To Oto coming to the Buckeyes. I heard through the grapevine, so-and-so said he going to Ohio State. There's so much stuff happening. And then, of course, for him to be able to come to Alabama, the SEC, Commissioner Greg Sankey, had to approve the intra-conference transfer rule, which allows student athletes to transfer within the conference and be able, and be able to play immediately in their respective uh, sporting venues, Ram of Athletics, and uh, the bill got the bill got approved, the bill got passed. So when, of course, Toto got to Alabama, some fans were like, yes, we need him, we need him, we got him, we need him, this is huge, yes! Others were like, he good, but we don't need him. I mean, it'll be a luxury addition, he'll be a luxury piece, but I don't really think we need him in terms of the Crimson Tide. But Toto's here at the University of Alabama. And what's interesting is we've got a chance to hear from fans about Toto. We got a chance to hear from uh, for, hear from the teammates he played with at Tennessee that spent a lot of time with him. But today we got a chance to hear from Coach Nick Saban on Toto. I was I, I had the task or I had the joy of addressing Nick Saban with how happy he is to coach this young man and what could he bring to the defense. 
check out Saban's response. We'll go down here on our left on the third row. Stephen Smith, Touchdown Alabama Magazine uh, coach. How excited are you to coach a young man like Henry Toto? And what does he bring, or what can he bring to enhance the defense this season? Well, we thought Henry was one of the best players, the defensive players in, in our conference, um, and watching him play at Tennessee. And we had recruited him in high school, we thought he was an outstanding player in high school. Talking about a fine young man who's very intelligent, very instinctive player, very conscientious, wants to know everything about not only what he does, but everybody on the defense. He's got really good leadership qualities. So I think there's a lot of positives that he can bring, uh, especially, you know, you always want to have a great signal caller or quarterback type guy on defense, regardless of what kind of player they are. You know, those things really enhance the chances of all the other players on defense and that was Alabama head coach Nick Saban answering my question earlier today at SEC Media Days on one Henry Toto. He, he's excited. He's excited about getting this young man here, having this young man here. Uh, Toto was a high-priced recruit in the 2019 class. Alabama wanted him at that point, chose to go to Tennessee, had a strong two years with the Volunteers before now being back at, at Alabama. But so um, – Going back to, of course, the two Tennessee players that spoke candidly on to Oto, they said a lot of great things. They talked about his leadership, how much of a great player he is, elite player, marquee player, special player, better person, better man, down-to-earth guy, and all of these things are good. All of these things are great characteristics. All of these things are great qualities, and I take nothing from those. But the one thing they said that had my ears perk up I could train German Shepherd and go bingo was when they said he holds teammates accountable. He holds players accountable. And referring to Toto, I said that's exactly where Alabama's defense has been missing the last three years going back to 2018. And it's not due to a lack of talent. Alabama is still recruiting the highest of four and five stars, so that's not the issue. It's not a lack of production. We're still seeing players produce huge numbers, quality numbers. But I felt like Alabama the last few years was lacking that guy that could hold teammates, hold players accountable, keep guys in check, you know, let guys know, hey, you ain't doing your job right, you got to answer to me. You ain't doing your job right. You got to answer me. You ain't on your post. You, you, you ain't on your post. You got to answer the media and play, boy. Hey, hey, hey. You got to answer the media, son. Having those guys that hold players, that hold teammates accountable. And when you just look at in the Nick Saban era and discussing you no know, championship defenses at Alabama, there were you, you had that you had that one guy or that or the the group of players that kept everybody accountable. First and foremost, 2009, you had Rolando McClain. Nobody wanted to answer to McClain if they messed something up. People were scared to death to mess something up because they knew McClain going to jump down my throat. I ain't trying to hear that, man. I ain't trying to deal with that joker. I, 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 I'm going to be right. I'm going to get right because I ain't trying to hear him. In 2011, you know, those guys were Dante Hightower and Courtney Upshaw. Nobody wanted to make those two mad because you knew if you did, you had to answer to some heat. You had to answer to some fire. And then players weren't trying to have that. 
2012, nobody wanted to answer to C.J. Mosley. He held people accountable. He held people to the highest of high standards. 2015, you know, Alabama had a slew of guys, whether it was Reggie Ragland, a. Sean Robinson, Jaron Reed, um, you know, guys like that. You know, you did not want to make those guys mad. You did not want to make those guys mad because if you did, answering to those guys was worse than answering to Coach Saban because those are your teammates. Like they liable to, to really, you know, get on you on that field and off the field also. You look at guys like Reuben Foster. You look at guys like Minka Fitzpatrick. I mean, uh, guy, uh, Ryan Anderson also, going back to 2016. These guys held teammates. These guys held players. These guys held pieces on defense accountable. They held themselves accountable as well, don't get me wrong. But they made sure everybody was on their job, doing their job, and doing it exceptionally well. And that is what made Alabama's defense so dominant during the championship years uh, prior to this past season. Even though the 2016 team did not win a championship, you saw how guys on that defense held players accountable. So to hear the former, to hear the Tennessee players that Tooto played with in Rocky Top, to hear them say, yes, great young man, great person, great leader, great player, down to earth, great individual, and all those things are awesome. But to hear them say he holds people accountable, that is what had me go, that's it. That right there. That is what Alabama needs here in the upcoming season and really excited to see what he does in the field. Coach Saban talked about it. Uh, this is a guy that has a high IQ. He's got the ability to call the defense from the middle linebacker position. And when you have a guy that can call the defense, structure the defense, set the defense up, and he has confidence in what he's calling and he has comfortability in what he's calling, then that allows everybody around him to play with passion, to play with confidence, to play with fire, to play with energy, to run around all around the field, making plays on the football, around the football. So this is this this is awesome. This is really really good right here uh, for Alabama. And you know, after three years of of, of just wondering, and I, and I understand the last the, the latter part of the 2020 season, you know, Bama's defense got better. It improved as it, as it got as it moved on as the season went on. But from the jump, you know, you really didn't know or didn't see those guys that kept everybody accountable. The same thing 2019. You know, we thought Raekwon Davis was going to be one of those guys that kept everyone accountable. Didn't quite happen that way. 2018, 2018, same deal. So to already have out the gate before the season even starts a guy that people are saying – this young man, Henry Toto, is going to hold players accountable. It's going to make sure people are doing what they're supposed to do on the field. You cannot put a price tag on that. And that has me amped up, juiced up, ready for this upcoming season where Alabama football is concerned. We take another break here on the show, folks. Don't touch that dial. When we get back, we return to the phone lines and take your phone calls, your thoughts, your tweets, your texts, your chats, your conversations right after this. Don't touch that dial. Call in right now as we're taking your calls up next on In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith. Brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Visit weownthefourthquarter.com now to get your four-finger bling necklace. You know what we 
do at the start of the fourth quarter. We throw them foes up, but now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace at weownthefourthquarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth quarter dominance. Get your four-finger bling necklace right now at weownthefourthquarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Action here, folks, back in from the break of the number one form for Bama football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And we are back into the phone lines here to take your calls. Call statement brought to you by the Blue Ridge Gang, 205-448-1358. That's the number right there to let your voice be heard on the show, 205-448-1358. One more time, 205-448-1358. As you're getting your thoughts together here, going to go to a quick topic, and that being, so uh, Christian Harris and Henry Toto are already putting their minds together in making sure this defense gets back to being a, an elite, dominant, fearsome group. The two, Harris and Toto, have been training all summer with an elite sports performance coach at on the campus of the University of Alabama. They've been training on some speed things, some power things, some footwork things. These two are, st- are, are balancing off each other. These two are pointing things off each other. These two are, are, are just really starting to form a, a, little bit of a, a little bit of a chemistry, a little bit of, a, of, of an in-syncness, of a syncness, if you will, uh, prior to the start of fall camp and prior to the start of a season. And like I mentioned in the previous segment, when you got – a, a Henry Toto that can hold people accountable. And then you have a Christian Harris that plays with his absolute hair on fire and can call the defense also and can run around, make hits, light guys up, you know, make tackles for laws, create interceptions, get turnovers. When you got two guys that specialize in two different things, but they do them just really, really, really well, it makes your defense that much more difficult to stop, that much more difficult to uh, score on that much more difficult to to even move the ball on consistently. So it, it's going to be fun watching these two uh, Harris and Toto on the field. Now, still keep your eye on 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 on, on uh, Jalen Moody. Moody's going to be out there. Moody's going to be out there. Moody's going to be playing. Alabama's going to rotate the linebackers all over the field. I'm just saying, you know, seeing how we're already looking at a connection, a chemistry here between Christian Harris. And to Oto, the two training together, the two working out together, the two getting the feel for each other, the two kind of understanding what we're going to have to do on the field, anchoring the middle of this defense to have this unit playing at, at, at a high level if we're trying to achieve the ultimate goals, that being having a defense that's top five across the board in all major categories, but also winning a national championship. So, 
excited to see what Toto and Christian Harris will be able to do. Also, uh, kind of excited to see, does Texas and Oklahoma join the SEC? I mean, I haven't heard anything concrete yet. Still just reports going out there, but Texas and Oklahoma, that'll be really interesting if that does happen. I mean, so, 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 uh, so here we go. A good thought right here that John just pulled up for us. So, which teams would, which teams would I replace in the SEC to bring in Texas, Oklahoma? Which teams would I replace in the conference? That's, that's a good question. I would switch out. I would switch out Missouri. I would switch out Missouri, Kentucky. I would switch out Missouri and Kentucky to bring in Texas, Oklahoma. Because, I mean, I mean like I said, Missouri, Kentucky, they're all right. But Texas, Oklahoma, two big brands, two big names, two big programs. You have a coach in Lincoln Riley who's establishing himself. You got a coach in Steve Sarkeesian that looks to get Texas back to relevancy. Two big, uh, two big piles of money going on here. You got matchups galore. I, I, I even saw something where it read, if you bring in Texas and Oklahoma, the SEC West would look like Texas. Oklahoma, well, it'll be Texas, Oklahoma, AM, Missouri, like all the teams on the western side and on the east, they had Alabama, Auburn, Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, South Carolina, Vandy, all of those on the eastern side of the brackets. This is just conversation right now. This is just reported news, but we'll see what may transpire here between Texas and Oklahoma. But we take another break here on the show. But, folks, don't touch that dial. We get back. We open up another three-pack of questions on the game known as elimination. What are we bringing this week in terms of talking about this year's Alabama team? You'll, you'll see it. You'll figure it out right after this. If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. All right, folks, we're back in, back in, back in from the break. Number one form here. Number one source ticket for Crimson Tide football news, notes, entertainment. In my own words, George Shuley Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Before we get into the game, known as Elimination, that three-pack of questions talking about your Crimson Tide for this year. Got to remind you of TDAware.com. That is TDAware.com. So for all of you fans still overjoyed with the Crimson Tides National Championship, we want you to check out our championship collection merch. This means you grab you an 18 of them things, folk hoodie, T-shirt, or sweatshirt, as well as our Got 18 We Do shirts. Designs that feature all 18 
championship years on the back. You head on over to TDAware.com. Do it right now. TDAware.com. Get you that gear today, showing that support for Coach Saban, University of Alabama, student athletes, and us here at TDA. Just go to that Championship Connections March tab. But elimination here, folks. Here we go. And, and in this game, it's, it's a three-pack of questions talking about this version of Alabama football. And you're going to have four answer choices. And I break all four answer choices down until we get to the winner, until we get to the one that wins for that particular question. So we're going we're gonna to dive into elimination. Question number one coming up on – okay, there we go, on the screen right now. So thought process number one going to be this. Uh, most impactful position, Coach. Most impactful position, Coach, for Alabama this season. And I've done the liberty. We have removed Pete Golding and Bill O'Brien. They're coordinators. So we're taking them out. We're focusing solely on the on-field position coaches for Alabama. So the answer choices are as follows. We have Sal Sanceri, outside linebackers coach. We've got Holman Wiggins, wide receivers coach. We got Robert Gillespie, running backs coach. And we got Freddie Roach, defensive line coach. So here we go right here. Starting this thing off of Sal Sanceri, I like Coach Sal. I really do. Big time outside linebackers coach. Ever since he's gotten here, he's got a lot of production from that room, whether it's guys like Anthony Jennings, Terrell Lewis, Will Anderson, Chris Allen. He's gotten a lot of production here from the outside linebackers thus far. Really like the scheme that he brings to the table, the energy that he brings, the style that he brings, even though sometimes I feel like when Coach Sal be yelling, it be scaring me half to death. But that's besides the point. Like what Coach Sal does out there on the field, but not going to have Coach Sal for this question. Not, 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 not feeling Coach Sal for this one. As we go down here to Holman Wiggins. Holman Wiggins is the lone holdover offensively on the offensive staff from 2020. And Wiggins, a sound technician, a outstanding wide receivers coach. We have, we have seen what he's done in producing 1,000-yard seasons from Jerry Judy, 1,000-yard seasons from Devontae Smith, you know, big production from Jalen Waddle, big production from John Mechie. We have seen what Holman Wiggins has been able to do, not just as a position coach, but also on the recruiting trail. He is a monster deal. Really like Holman Wiggins, but we're going to push Holman Wiggins off a little bit here. We're going to push Holman Wiggins out here. As we move on down to Robert Gillespie, new man on the block. Played running back for the Florida Gators under Steve Spurrier in the late 90s, early 2000s. He's produced 1,000-yard backs everywhere he has been in his coaching tenure. And now he is at Alabama. He's got five running backs to work with, including Brian Robinson, the leader in the clubhouse right now. This is the guy that knows how to be the main back, but he also knows how to be and coach the guys that have to you know, split time. We're going to keep Robert Gillespie on the board for right now. I like him. We're going to keep Gillespie on the board. We're going to move on here to now Freddie Roach. Freddie Roach, former Alabama player, played linebacker for the Crimson Tide. If there is anybody that knows and understands what it takes to be successful at the program, what the fans want, Coach Roach is that guy, an Alabama native. And, um, no, we have seen, no, last year 
we, we, we kind of saw the defensive line get, get, get better as the year progressed. We kind of saw the defensive line get better as the year had as, as the year went on. But between Robert Gillespie and Freddie Roach here, the fans, you the fans are going Freddie Roach with 43% of the vote. Freddie Roach here. You guys are going Coach Roach. You know what? I'm going Coach Roach with you. Freddie Roach is the answer to the question. And I felt with Freddie this year, he's going to take that jump with the defensive line. We've had people call the show. Steven, do we have those dogs, those animals, those monsters on the defensive line that can sack the quarterback consistently, that can stop the run consistently, that can make plays consistently? And I feel like Alabama does. Freddie Roach in year two, he's about to take this jump and get in the maximum effort out of all of those guys from the start of the year to the end of the year. Really like the energy that Coach Roach has brought to this coaching staff. Like Freddie Roach there, he's the answer in the, the first one. So moving on here to the second thought in this game of elimination. Here's the question right here. Man, eyes are trying to blind me right now. Second thought. So who the player, the Alabama player with the most tackles this season? Which Alabama player is going to have the most tackles in the upcoming season defensively? Our answer choices are as follows. We have Christian Harris. An outside, uh, an inside linebacker. We've got Josh Job at cornerback. We've got Henry Tooto at inside linebacker, and we've got Jordan Battle here at safety. So here we go. Here, who will have the most tackles in the upcoming season? We're gonna start this thing, this thing off with Christian Harris. Christian Harris last year was second on the team in tackles behind Dylan Moses, 79. Seven of those, or seven and a half of those for laws, four and a half sacks. Just a guy that was all over the field, making big play after big play. Did not make an all-SEC team, but was highly, highly productive going back to this past spring. You know, he said this is his defense. He's running it. He's going to be playing with his hair on fire throughout the entire year. Uh, really like Christian Harris. And let's keep Christian Harris on the board right here for just a minute. Let's keep him on the board here. We're going to move on here to now Josh Job. Josh Job is a physical corner. He's a physical, hard-hitting, tackling corner. He's very passionate. Now, at times, his passion can bleed into, into being too overly passionate, which causes defensive holding, defensive pass interference. But I think he's going to get better with that in terms of coverage. Now, in terms of, his, uh, in terms of his tackling ability, he's a secure tackler. He wraps up. He makes plays. I like Josh Job, I do, but we're just going to move Josh Job off into the other side of the field. We're going to move Josh Job off, Josh Job off here. Now we go down to Henry Toto. Everybody's been talking about him. We Bama fans, you want to have him here. You want to have him here. Some of y'all prayed him here on a, on a stack of Bibles and wine. Y'all prayed to Oto in here. He's in here in the program. Coach Saban's happy about him. Teammates happy about him. Teammates he played with the Tennessee saying that you're going to get a guy that holds people accountable like what he brings to the table in terms of his, of his tackle and acumen and what he did for the Volunteers in two years, 148 tackles, 50 of those for loss. We're going to keep Henry on the board for right now. I'm like, let's keep Henry here. We're going to move to Jordan Battle for a minute. Jordan Battle is another one. Heat-seeking, thumping missile in the secondary. Mr. Boomstick back there. 
Now, of course, he got ejected a couple of times for targeting, and he's got to clean that up. He's got to get better with that, and uh, Jordan Better will get better with that. But Film Junkie, he loves to hit, loves to tackle, loves to play the football. But we're just going to slide Jordan Battle off the field for right now. So we're looking at Christian Harris, Henry Toto. You, the fans, are saying 71% Christian Harris. Y'all go and see Harris, 71%. You know what? I'm going to rock it right with you. Christian Harris is my guy. And I'm saying this. Christian Harris, Alabama, is keeping him at weak side linebacker. You know what that means? He's see ball, get ball. And when you're see ball, get ball, shooting through gaps, you're making tackles. And you're collecting a bunch of tackles. And you're getting a bunch of stops. And you're making a bunch of plays. And you're flying through there like a wild caveman bat out of heck. You are making plays. And that's what Christian Harris is going to do a lot of in the upcoming season. As we go here now to the final thought of this game, elimination here, talking about this version of Crimson Top Football. Last thought here as it's on screen, we've got the player that will have the most quarterback hurries this season. Player that will have the most quarterback hurries for the Crimson Tide this season. By quarterback hurries, not necessarily sacks, but guys that will affect the quarterback. They'll bat balls down. They'll flush the quarterback out of the pocket. They'll knock the quarterback down. They won't necessarily get sacks, but the quarterback will constantly feel the presence, which will lead to negative plays by the opposing offense. So here are the answer choices to this question, and they are as follows. We've got Will Anderson, outside linebacker. We got head coach Nick, head coach Nick Saban. We got defensive lineman Fidelia Mathis. And outside linebacker Christopher Anderson, Christopher Allen, excuse me. So we're going to start here with Will Anderson. Anderson, a season ago, led the team in quarterback pressures with eight, or quarterback hurries with eight. He also had ten and a half tackles for loss, seven sacks, had a monster year despite COVID and all the distractions that went on, was able to teach himself the defense and still was able to offset, disrupt some things, and make plays. Now, as much as I love Big Will, and I do, we're going to slide Will Anderson off for me. We're going to slide Will off. Sorry, Will, but we're going to slide Will off. Nick Saban, let me tell you something about Nick. Nick Saban played quarterback in high school. So Nick Saban knows a little bit about how, you know, quarterbacks like to get down. But Nick Saban was also a defensive back, and he's a defensive mind, so he also knows how to frustrate quarterbacks. So Nick Saban kind of knows the best of both worlds here. He, he, he likes to see quarterbacks hit the dirt. He likes to see quarterbacks, you know, struggle. He likes to see opposing quarterbacks not have success. He likes to see uh, opposing quarterbacks make mistakes. So we're going to keep the old head. We're going to keep Nick Saban on the board. I like Nick Saban. We're going to keep Saban here on the board for right now. Moving on to fight area Mathis, Big Field. Big Field had five quarterback hurries a season ago. And from his defensive line position at defensive end, he is going to affect some guys. He is going to make some plays. He's the energy up front. He's the, he's the enthusiasm up front. He's the fire up front. He has to supply what has been he has to supply what's been lost from Christian Barmore to the NFL. And I like Big Phil. Really do. We're gonna slide Phil off for just a moment here. And we're gonna go to Chris Allen. As much as people give Will Anderson credit, and he deserves it. 
people sleep on Chris Allen. Show some respect on my boy C.A. Because last year was the first time since his freshman year in 2017 where C.A. was fully healthy. And when he was healthy, that boy was a mad man. That was a mad man. Mama, that go that cat. Mad man. Chris Allen had, I mean, 13 tackles for loss, led the conference, had led the team two, had six sacks, had what? Five to six quarterback hurries. Chris Allen was no joke out there on the field. Big, rangy, physical, athletic at 6'4", 252 pounds. So, looking at this here between Nick Saban and Chris Allen here. So, 58% of you are going Will Anderson. 21% of you are going Nick Saban. I'm going to go with Chris Allen, C.A., will lead the team for quarterback hurries. I think he'll lead the team. Chris Allen, once again, had five to six of these a season to go, had 13 tackles for loss. He may not get all the sacks, but he will most definitely be affecting the quarterback. He will be forcing a lot of, uh, a lot of rush throws, a lot of throwaways, a lot of knockdowns, a lot of hits. He, he'll be forcing a lot of quarterbacks being flushed out of the pocket and quarterbacks being forced to make decisions before they're absolutely positively ready to do so. So I think if Will, if Will Anderson's the sacks guy, Chris Allen, the quarterback hurries guy, getting Anderson there set up there for the kill. But awesome game there. Elimination. Another new three-pack of questions interactive getting you set here for this year's Crimson Tide taking the field. As always, Bama fans, you want the best in news, uh, news, notes, material, and coverage on your favorite team. Uh, you can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You download the app from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you got the Android phone. For your audio listening needs, we got you right here. iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Overcast.fm, Google Play, or iHeartRadio got you covered. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I shall return on Friday, continuing the topics that has that happens to be on Bama football. As always, Crimson Tide fans, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link will be found in the description. If you're also trying to get you that, that fresh edition, print edition, new edition of TDA, the magazine, you can do this by going to touchdownalabama.com. That's touchdownalabama.com. And click join, become a member, a subscriber today. That link in the description. Also, if you're trying to get you that four-finger bling necklace, four-finger bling jewelry, courtesy of our guys at weownthefourthquarter.com. That's weownthefourthquarter.com. You can check out that link in the description as well. But until next time, folks, husbands love your wives. Wives appreciate value. Those husbands, children continue doing the right thing, fun thing, smart thing, good thing, legitimate thing to not be bored. You get you those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. You protect yourself, protect the loved ones around you. Until next time, folks, I'm your man, Stephen M. Smith, spending my own words.